0: Welcome back to The Observation. The Observation is powered by Cash App. When personal finance meets your funds and the stuff that matters, that's money, that's Cash App. And if you're new to Cash App and use the code Aubrey, you'll get $15 in free money when you sign up. Terms apply. Yeah, that's money. But what else is money is having Nicole Benham on the podcast today.
1: What's up, Aubrey? (laughs) What's going on? You're so money, baby. (laughs) You're so money and
0: you don't even know it. It's honestly the best line. This this jacket is my... That's one of the best lines, though. It is great. Yeah. Oh, thank All you.
1: I, I just bought it, so I'm, I'm glad I did right before the show. Where did you get it? Zara. Oh, where right. I buy everything. Nice. Nicole's never in New York, by the way. I actually never am, unless it's NFT NYC. Then I'm there. Yes. So if you don't
0: know Nicole, she is really passionate about... Making Learning Sexy, but she's probably better known for her days on Clubhouse. She was a journalist for a while. She is an influencer on Twitter. She's doing community for Hashflow.
1: What don't you do? So, um, a lot of stuff. Well, what, what, which one of those things are you the most passionate about? Making Learning Sexy. Why? <laughs> because Why? I'll tell you, because, okay, I'm from LA. And red flag. Uh, Just kidding. I, no, it's kind of a red flag sometimes. Um, and by the way, people, when they meet me, d- always assume I'm not from there. I always Why? get like Jersey or New York. I don't know. My personality. No, I could see that. I could see Jersey or New York. Yeah. But you almost sound a little bit like you have an accent. Um, probably because I'm Persian. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway. I don't know. But in L.A., it is very superficial. Um, Shocking. It's, you know what it is? It's because most people are flying in there. Flying to LA to be famous, yeah. they want to be models or actresses or whatever. It just it it does feel very superficial. You have to search to find your people, um, and I think I'm I'm just like I read a lot. I'm curious. I want to learn. Um,
0: so LA's not the city for that for for it's, you. It's or are it's, you trying not, to change it because I'm, like ch- really I'm trying I'm trying to change
1: to it. I'm trying to change it. So how? okay. So I used to work for Hollywood Reporter. I don't know if you know this.
0: I did see that on your LinkedIn. Yeah.
1: yeah. I used to I used to do red carpet reporting for them. Yeah. And just in general for a how ton did of you get that? Um, it started as an internship and then I started I started just doing it for them. Okay. So uh so I was doing that and when I was on the red carpet and by the way it looks so glamorous to be there. Yeah, but it's not. It is, but but when I started asking questions, like, I wanted to hear from people about personal problems and things On that they On the red o- carpet? Yeah. I mean, it's like, at first, you're like, oh, what, you know, what are you excited about? Who do you think is going to win? But then you're you're standing in front of someone who's like a human being who has gone through so much in their life, and they probably have so much insight and perspective, and you're supposed to limit your conversation to... to you know, the movie premiere or the award show that you're at or the charity function. And it's like, who actually, who gives a fuck? Excuse my language. Yeah. Who cares?
0: Yeah. Well, it's so hard too. Cause they're, they're asking everyone in a long line of people. And so how, I guess that's probably what made you great at interviewing people. And like you host so many Twitter spaces and you do all of that. Is that because you've just done it so many times?
1: I think that that helped a lot, but the realization that on the red carpet. Um, OK, so PR PR people would usually like grab me if I would yeah. say, say, say anything, ask anything that wasn't about whatever function we were at. And they'd be like, hey, we're not talking about that. And it started happening enough times that I was like, it's going to take me a long time mm. to to write features or do in in-depth interviews Damn. with these A-listers yeah so I'm like what can I do that will be a quicker path so I started my own outlet beyond the interview yeah and then I started reaching out to like up-and-coming comedians one of them was Andrew Schultz yeah and I found him when he had like 90,000 followers and I wrote an article about him and he's like wow nobody writes about me now every I mean he's been on Joe Rogan so many times yeah um and then I interviewed um the biggest realtor in LA, his name is Jay Lux. If you go, if you're in LA, <laughs> his name is freaking on every building. Really? Yeah. And I just wanted but to learn from everybody.
0: How did, so you kind of met those people before they took off though,
1: right? Jay Lux was already the biggest realtor in LA. Andrew was on his way up. Um, but I started doing that. And then at the same time, I started sourcing tweets mm. for the Beyond the Interview account. Mm. And they started going viral. Really? Yeah, and and I we also have this thing, um, trending on Twitter where it's the it's, of course I I curate it, but you know top ten trending tweets of the day or something. Yeah. So I follow a bunch of accounts, whether it's like, you know, comedy, politics, whatever, all the topics that are being discussed that day. I'll like retweet them from another account, and then I look through them. There's probably like anywhere from like seventy to a hundred around that number and then i'm like this is interesting this is interesting this is controversial and then i'll post them on to the beyond the interview page and you can see there's like so many conversations happening in there so i was doing that but here's where it got interesting
0: mm-hmm.
1: i was invited to to go onto clubhouse and early,
0: early days did you have at nicole or did you have
1: i no i just did at nick b
0: mm. wait i feel like i now i remember you on okay
1: yeah. I mean, I had the same picture that I have yeah. now, which I feel like I can't change, but uh, we'll, get that. Yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there. But I was on there and um, I collaborated with a comedian on there. I, um, I brought on Chris Voss, who's the master class FBI negotiator guy. Uh, he wrote Never Split the Difference, which is like a best-selling bestselling nego- business negotiation yeah. book. And then I started interviewing people like Jesse Itzler um, and Naval Ravikant and people of that caliber. And that's what I love doing. Like, if you have insight, I want to hear from you. I also interviewed yeah. Barbara Corcoran so cool. um, and Kat Cole, who I love, uh, Molly Bloom, yeah. just so many different people that I, I otherwise would not have access to. But because I was such a big interviewer on Clubhouse, it was easy for me, for me to get them on that platform. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so, crazy. Yeah. So that, I think, changed my trajectory completely because I was, I was now... I now had a network of all these people that I didn't have before, mm-hmm. which, like, you know, they could introduce me to anybody. Yeah. I, I felt like I was one degree of separation yeah. from everybody. And I'm sure you feel that way yeah. on Twitter. Like,
0: No, it does feel that way. That That was a weird moment for me too where all of a sudden it, things didn't seem so far away for, for you. It's like you could ask for a favor if you wanted to or ask for advice or just to chat if you wanted to. And you have all these people's numbers. It's kind of wild. Yeah. So, uh, but it, that's kind of the cool thing of like Web 2 if we're, if we're being honest about like social media it brought that in which I love like I I think it's it's amazing just the the accessibility it's like the connection was like the big thing of web2 and it feels like there's so much value there though obviously a ton of data harvesting and things that go on to allow those platforms to exist and for people to like have a say but what did you feel like you know you had gained how many followers on clubhouse
1: 300 like around 300,000
0: that's that's an insane amount. Did that, But that kind of sucks when, like,
1: the platform doesn't
0: make it. I was upset because I had the at Aubrey Clubhouse handle, and I have never gotten a first name on anything. And you're um, like, oh,
1: I want this it, to make it. I
0: was like, just for that. Yeah. Um, but I think I only got, like, $6,000 on there. I wasn't as – audio situations in the beginning freaked me out.
1: Really? Why? It's like a phone call that people a bunch of people are listening because
0: to. Because you can't really like read verbal signs of who's going to talk next.
1: Oh yeah, you know that I mean? that was people and that was a like, little difficult to manage. Yeah. And I did have to learn how to like wield power in those situations and like interrupt people and be like, "Hey, we're actually going in order." Or like, yeah, that's good because there would be times where people would be like, "Okay, let me just rebut like but
0: Clubhouse is funny because Obviously, on Twitter, people feel more emboldened to just write whatever they want because yeah. they don't have to verbally say it. Whereas I actually feel like I would rather write something out than say it out loud. Like something that's savage, like a really sassy, savage tweet that I want to write. Yeah. I'd rather type that shit than say it out loud.
1: I'd rather do that too. Also, you can't shit post on Clubhouse. I know. Which is hard. I mean, and by the way, that helped me grow the most. Shit that, posting? And I hate... It's this, I hate this term because that's just what everyone else calls it. Used to be it. A better term for no, shitposting? not not even that. that. That's not the term that I hate. What? The okay, obviously, like I post photos of myself on Twitter. Yeah, because I'm aware that it does well. Yeah. Honestly.
0: Yeah, the engagement's crazy.
1: Yeah, the engagement is crazy, and everyone's like, "Oh, you're just posting thirst traps." It's like, "Oh no, no, no!" I have so much more to offer than that. But you're just paying attention because you know. Well, it's but, also it, like, like
0: the negative engagement. I learned early on Twitter, I, I remember when one of my, I like had, I don't know if it was a bad take or a tweet that was just, like, getting ratioed one time. Yours? Yeah, it was, like, it was before the, I was really well-known, but it was, like, when I was first kind of starting out, and... When was that, by the way? Uh, in crypto? Yeah, because
1: I, I met you when you were already huge. Uh,
0: I get. I mean, I guess 2019, when, I've been in crypto, working in crypto since 2016, 2017, but... I, when I worked at Lolly was when people were like, oh, who's this person? You're an OG. I that.
1: Yeah. You're an OG. Mm-hmm. That's nuts.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all I've only worked in crypto, really. Yeah. Which is a wild industry to be like hedging your entire career. Yeah. <laughs> or pegging your entire career, too. too. But um, anyway, so when I had a tweet like that go off, I was like, do I delete this? Like, I don't know what, what to do. And my friend's like, no, you just let it, you just let it ride. And I was like, what? And yeah. he was like, no, didn't, he's like, this is your first, like. Banger. G- getting, like, it's, <laughs> yeah, like, but just, like, but also controversial one where people were, like, attacking me. And he's like. Do you, you remember ju- what it was? You just got a, I think it was, like, on the subway. And some dude was, like, ma- uh, man spreading. And I, it was just, like, an off the cuff, something, like, basically, fuck this dude for, not, not in these terms, but something about like this guy's man spreading on the subway, and I'm like carrying all this shit and like f- fuck men. Not, not really, but like kind of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, and you know that doesn't really do with when you're growing a very male audience, like crypto. Oh <laughs> they, yeah, they just they were, they were like fuck you, blah blah blah. How would you say? it? And it was like getting heat, and I I was like I don't care. Like that was a legit story. My <laughs> I, I, it was just like, I was carrying all this stuff and I wanted to sit down. This guy was just an asshole and like would not yeah like clearly move. Anyway. Um, so yeah, so the engagement, like getting that negative, like engagement actually does no matter what it is. And photos actually do really well on Twitter, regardless, uh, if it's a, a picture of you or like an infographic or anything visual, it's just oh, yeah. known that on Twitter. Like
1: even if, even if I post like a meme scenery or yeah, something, it does better. Yeah, it's crazy. But
0: then people get mad. They're like, in, um, "Twitter's on Instagram." Blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, "What do you What do you want?" Yeah. Then fucking unfollow. Or most of the time they don't even follow you.
1: The craziest is when they write unfollow. It's like no one cares. Just move just on. Just move with
0: your on. Day. Like goodbye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the lucky thing that you kind of have that I don't have is like the Bitcoin maximalism culture. That is like they really will cancel you. They're they if you're not like in line with their i know i
1: i have friends who work in the bitcoin space yeah and they can only do bitcoin content yeah even though they're interested in other chains and learning more
0: a lot of bitcoiners are
1: and 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 they're like oh you know they're gonna you know they're gonna campaign against me or whatever they think is gonna happen which that probably will happen but it's like Think about, think of yourself. I don't know.
0: I just, yeah, I mean, we're having on uh, David Hoffman tomorrow to talk about the merge. And I mean, obviously that's completely <laughs> Ethereum. Like I, but I'm not going to not talk about things that are massive and important because yeah. people are pissed off about it in the space. Like go be a misery. There's a million Bitcoin YouTube channels. And it's not to say that Bitcoin isn't important or like Bitcoin isn't like the thing that I obviously care about the most. Like Cash App is sponsored the show and-, and Bitcoin is what they offer. They don't even offer any crypto, other crypto right now. Like, I I did that purposefully. Yeah. And so it's just, I don't know, it's just kind of bullshit. Like, I think yeah. that everyone's fighting right now because everyone's down bad.
1: Oh, everyone's down bad. Yeah. We're all losing together here. Yeah, <laughs> we are. So speaking of that, you're, like, really well
0: known in the NFT space. Um, so what is your thoughts on, like, the state of NFTs at the
1: moment? I think what we just saw and it's kind of dying down Yeah, is a hype cycle around collectibles. Yeah, But I'm also hearing now about like real estate NFTs and fashion NFTs and gaming NFTs and, and all these things. And I, I just don't, I really don't know what's going to take off because I think it has to do with the culture that builds around it. The one thing I noticed with collectible projects, is that, you know, we're all sitting on our phones all the time. Mm-hmm. And the one thing, it's a, it's a human need to feel a sense of belonging. Yeah. And when you change your PFP to a Bored Ape and all these other celebrities and, and wealthy people have a Bored Ape, now all of a sudden you feel like, oh, I'm part of this. I'm important. I matter. This is cool. You know what I mean? Does it's that
0: like, but does that feel like when back in the day, like in the sixties, the neighbors, like the Keeping Up with the Joneses, they would get like a new car, and then you also got like a new car, and you're now part of that like one percent. Is it like is it, it just status? Is
1: it status more than community or because it, it's but- it's both? So in that particular case, it's a lot of status. Um, because it's in one of the more popular collections. It's a blue chip collection. But I also saw with smaller collections that didn't have like crazy floor prices. Yeah. Even like no one knew what was going to happen. Everyone was hoping that whatever they bought into the floor price went up. Yeah. But like Little Lemons NFT, I remember they would have spaces and like everyone would change their PFP to a Little Lemon. Yeah. And then my friend gifted me one and I was like, oh my God, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It made me feel like I, I belong to something else that was cool at the moment. So it wasn't even necessarily like a status thing because you could buy in at a lower price. It was just like, oh, I'm here with all my friends in the Twitter space and we're just vibing. So yeah. Twitter spaces had a lot to do with that too.
0: But do you think, okay, so how many communities can one person feel like they belong in? Because if they own an NFT from like five or six different communities, that's like being in like six after school clubs.
1: In yeah, and and, you're and, like, and that's the thing is, I don't think what we saw is sustainable. And the other thing is, you know, with the state of the market, yeah. There's a lot of collections that in the bull market would have done really well and now just that's have true. trouble selling out. Or there I've I've also seen cases where um someone else will like buy a lot of the tokens from a from a project and list them for less than the mint price mm. to change the floor price. Yeah. And so you he- you see really weird behavior like that. Um wait, why are you laughing?
0: <laughs> I've just seen
1: so much shit like yeah, that. Yeah, no like, uh, of I just- course. Uh, yeah. So so what was the original question?
0: Uh community versus uh status.
1: Yeah. Um can can we take those two things and just talk about it in the broader world, or do we? Yeah, no, no, yeah,
0: yeah. It can be a broader world too.
1: Okay, yeah, because I, I feel, it's I feel, all kind I feel of psychological, like it is, right? it is. But I also feel like I feel like you're like me, yeah, where your interests don't just lie within the industry that you're working in, mm-hmm. and I see that even in like the stuff you post on Instagram stories. Yeah, entirely. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: this. I mean, this show. Is about crypto, but it's it's a lot about culture too, and like yeah, the times so, that we're living in.
1: So here's here's what I think when it comes to community and status. So a bunch of us grew up in different communities, right? Yeah. But were they healthy communities? That's the one thing that I think about constantly. Um, Given, is like, I'll give you, you, I'll, like give a, you okay. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. So if if you just have a cluster of people that you see regularly, yeah. That to me, that's a community. Is it a so healthy, like your high school? Your high school is like, it's it's, it's yeah. all, people knew each other. You saw each other all the time. You'd say hi to each other. It is in a way. It's a, it's its own community. Totally. Or if you ha- if your parents had like a friend group and mm-hmm. you saw each other constantly, that's a community. Or a religious organization, mm-hmm. that's another community. Yeah. Okay. But the problem is when when you walk into a room. And when, we're, when we were younger, a lot of us felt this way. Tell me if you did. You walk into a room and you're not thinking, oh my God, I'm so excited to be around these people. Sometimes you are, but in the communities that like a lot of the people I knew grew up in and that I grew up in, we were all walking into rooms and thinking, okay, who do I have to be to impress these people, to fit, to fit in with these people, to get these people to invite me to their parties? yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, that's not a healthy community. So even when people are like, oh, join our community, like, I, I need to do some research, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, for example, you know Bobby Hundreds? Yeah. I love Bobby Hundreds. I've never met him, but. He's a wholesome, kind, brilliant, marketing genius, you know, brand builder, author, community builder, so many things. Yeah. Yeah. He inspires me since the day I met him. He was the nicest guy and he was so consistent and he was so he introduced me to people. He like invited me to dinners. I met so many so people good. because of him and like the way that I see people um, the the he's held in such high regard, but also he never acts like he's above people. Mm. And I see some influencers yeah. in the NFT space and out of it. Yeah. Who they get a little bit of clout, a little bit of fame. Yeah. And the second that like people start approaching them and stuff, they're like, oh, this annoying, man. Or like, oh, I hate all this attention. It's like, no one knows who you are. So when I think of community, I think of someone like Bobby Hundreds because what he creates. Yeah. And also as a community leader, like I watched him speak um, at VCon Mm. and so powerful, so real, so authentic. And everyone that came up to him after he wasn't just like taking photos with them. He's like, Oh, so nice to meet you. What do you do? Or like he creates community. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? It's like, and, and I didn't understand the distinction between community and audience until I saw stuff like this. And also connecting other people with your community to each other. Like he introduced me to people from Coinbase and, and tons of other places, you know? Yeah. And, uh, And when Chipotle asked me, who do you recommend? Um, I threw it back to him because he's just phenomenal.
0: So cool. So So amazing. Well, it should work both ways, right? Um, What's what's interesting to me, um, when a lot of these celebrities were working on their own NFT drops, they didn't have the community, actually. Like They're an A-list celebrity, but they don't actually have the community to either... It's either one of two things: they don't have a engaged community, they have fans, yeah, which are totally different things, or B they just don't have an engaged community with Ethereum or Solana wallets that can mint an NFT. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. Um, whereas you can see people like G Money who did like the admit one drop, and those were like going off. Oh, you know? he crushed crushed it with it. that, and so. Um, He's actually coming on next week too. Um, oh yeah, for the show. So, but yeah, like it's just, um, it's it's just a totally different structure, and I don't think people realize they throw so much money behind it without really knowing their audience, that who they're talking to, or like they haven't built anything that is authentic or adds value back to people. But like Bobby is clearly doing it in a very authentic way, yeah. where he actually gives a shit. He's not just trying to like, you know, basically. Rug pull a bunch of people, which some people build communities and then like basically use oh, their yeah. followers as exit liquidity. Like, oh, that's yeah. not cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I've seen that on crypto Twitter quite a bit. So, so have I. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. Just so. So, yeah, community. Yeah. Very different than audience. Um, but in terms of healthy communities, yeah, just to close this out, a healthy community is when you walk into a room and you're not thinking, oh, how do I impress these people? You genuinely drop down your guard. You're excited to see people. You're curious about them. They're curious about you. They want to help you solve the problems in your life. And they yeah. want to celebrate with you the good things that are happening. Yeah. And ironically, that is very hard to find.
0: It's so hard. I, one of the people for me that was like that um, was Cooper, actually. He always introduced me to people. He
1: mentioned you to me. Really? When I, when I asked him, I could probably find it in a text message. I'm like, who's someone really witty in the crypto space? <laughs> and he's like Aubrey hands down. I'm like <laughs> okay. <laughs> like that's funny. Yeah, but so no,
0: it's he's great. He genuinely yeah. is a good person and there's there's other people like that too that I could call for advice yeah. that will give you. I had this one situation that happened recently where I was like going back and forth if I should do this thing in the in the crypto space. Yeah. And uh like I called G up and I was like would you do this, you know, and he gave me honest advice because sometimes you like I'm pretty good at making decisions. I don't ever fuck most stuff up. I'm like pretty spot on, but there's times when you're like emotions or something comes in the way and you need other people to see you and give you the advice that you don't want to hear or that's hard to say. And like having that in crypto is amazing. And you, there are people out there like that. Marguerite, was like that for me and like genuine. And was is that coin artist? Coin artist, yeah. 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 She just would make these connections. She'd be like, you need to meet this person. You need to meet this person and, and just wanted it. And there are people like that out there.
1: Megan Casper is also like that. I don't know oh, if you really? know her. No, I don't. She's incredible. I wanna she's, now I want to meet her. Yeah, she's, she's known as um, the fashion industry's great disruptor. I like love that. She yeah, and when it comes to digital fashion, like everyone's Sick. going to this girl and she's always making introductions and she's just like super professional, super caring, just yeah. yeah.
0: That's it's it's really cool to see that. But my fear is that we see that cuz we're kind of we have all these friends, right, that are really well connected, but then the people that are entering the space, you don't know what kind of communities they're getting into. You don't know if they're seeing the best of this space, and a lot of the times, I bet they're probably not. Or not, yeah. So then it's like, oh, of course we can say that here.
1: That's we why have they have these great experiences. That's why they always say, do your own research, not financial advice. But yeah, but, but I think what you just said—that the fact that you have people to call—puts you at an advantage. What's something
0: I'm really passionate about is there's so many women that will tell me like they I'm like, what do you make? Like I need to know. Help you and be like if you're. I do paid, the same thing because if we don't talk about it, then it, there's women in this space that are live in New York and are being paid like peanuts. And I'm like, okay, this is not cool. It's literally not cool because these exchanges, these startups, whatever projects, are oh, you, making, mean, you mean women that so, are
1: working in the crypto space that are yeah, making
0: peanuts? Yes, it's like, what do you mean? This space is making so much money, and you're making nothing, nothing? to run the Discord and the community like fuck that no god this is this podcast is gonna be <laughs> no
1: fun. seriously though I get pissed off about it yeah I get pissed Dude, off about it the too thing, I, wanted to I about tweeted about your tweet. yeah okay
0: so you tweeted one time I met a founder who told me they love hiring women over men and when I asked why guess what they said because they work twice as hard for half the pay I think about this often
1: yeah so all the stuff that I told you about the the people that come to me and like l- make me low ball offers yeah so the reason I c- can't stop thinking about that is because of what's still happening. And it's not just me. It's like what you're, what you're telling me about your friends. It's not just me. It's when, when I notice a pattern, yeah, then a light goes off in my head. And that happened. It was not a Web3 person. It happened years and years and years ago. Um, I was working for an image consultant. Mm. Um, and a, like a CEO came in. And he said, he's like, yeah, I love hiring women. Like they're great. And then he said, they work twice as hard for half the pay. I mean, you don't, you don't really get that um, when you hire men. Like he said something like that. And there was a part of me that thought, wow, that's genius. And a part of me that thought, wow, that's deplorable. Do you see? Yeah. And, And it's, it's sad because he, he might not be wrong, but, but also it's, it is so wrong to do that. I've heard opposite points. I've heard, like, don't want to hire women because they just get pregnant,
0: and then you have to, like, they're, you're paying them for this time that they're not working. It
1: depends on values. If you talk to a woman who's like, I don't want kids, then, then yeah. you have a winner. But, you, so, you know, it's like... It's a mixed bag. If that's not... I mean, I that's awful. Well...
0: That's And that's the thing, I think, with salary transparency that we don't have. If we don't ask our friends, like, what do you make? And, like, be honest about those conversations, which I used to think was totally inappropriate and uncomfortable. Like, never you never talked about money growing up. That was never a thing that you did. But I now realize by kind of mentoring other women, if you can be transparent about it, then you know that either where you're at compared to other women and you can either – you know, negotiate up, or you're yeah. like, you know what? I'm actually, and most people have an idea most yeah. of the time. If they're t- coming to you, it's probably because they're being underpaid. Like, yeah. they're not wrong. Women have great intuition, great guts, great judgment most of the time. Yeah. I think you should hire women. I think you should hire. Actually, take that back. I think you should hire whoever's best for the job, for the job. But I do think that uh, there's a lot of really talented women
1: that can work in the crypto space that are looking for jobs. So um, potentially interview them. I'll say this, even as, I guess, an NFT influencer or whatever people call me. Yeah. um, I get paid really well by the people that I work with. Yeah. And I have no complaints there. There are times that I'll get offers from companies that want me to help them. Um, Oh, we want to do a brand partnership. And then they'll show me the terms. And they want me to do all this stuff. Like, like it's like nine Instagram posts. It's stuff like 12, that. T- yeah. something. Yeah, right. yeah. 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 And, and then they'll be like, and we'll also fly you out to come to this conference. Um, and we'll give you a thousand dollars or something like that. And I'm just like,
0: Are you if you idiot? only
1: knew what people actually pay, like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, it's so insulting, Kids. but you know what, you know what helped me a lot? Um, working. You met Jeff. Yeah, Jeff is just that's acts great. as my manager. He's basically he's my manager. Yeah, um, and we do a ton of stuff together, but he handles all that stuff for me. And I've seen him o- on calls. He's like, "Well, that's insulting. She might as well just do it for free." Yeah, but I love that, and he's yeah. he's so.
0: But is that messed up because you have a male manager that like are they listening to him more and neg- he's negotiating for you opposed to you like being like screw that offer that's ass.
1: it's it's not even that that I don't like it's inefficient for me to negotiate my own deals yeah. at this point. So yeah. that's the main, main reason. Yeah. But does it suck that... Do you think you yeah, listen to him more? They, I mean, unfortunately, we're still in a place where probably he holds more weight unless the person on the other end is, like, just super... Respect- and, I, and look, this is what I, I hate. I really hate when people... You don't do this, but... When people turn it into like a men versus women thing, oh yeah. Because I'll tell you something else. Yeah. I know women that would take advantage of other women and pay them less too. Yeah, yeah. nothing to no, do with. Yeah, it. yeah like, no. Like this is not. Oh, men are so ridiculous and misogynist. I'm not even saying that. No. I'm just saying it's and it's like we can teach women how to negotiate. By the way, my my one of my mentors is is Chris Voss, the FBI hostage negotiator. Yeah. So he actually helped me a lot in these conversations, but. I realize, yeah, when Jeff's involved, it's it's yeah. a different conversation.
0: And and I also am not like f men. That's not what I believe either. I just think I've seen a lot of women get paid for. I, I guess okay, this is a more spicy take, but like there's non technical roles and technical roles. Right. Most of the time, the women in the crypto, crypto space are working in non-technical roles that doesn't mean there aren't women devs there aren't that doesn't mean that women engineers don't exist Yeah, or they're they're not working on operations or financial but a lot of times women are like oh I'm gonna go I'm in marketing I'm in whatever PR and then they they're bridging over into this space to help communicate which is just as important oh my god
1: it's the most important If you
0: can't communicate with your audience people don't know what you have to offer if you can't explain your product no good luck trying to get anyone to give a shit So it's equally important to like build a great problem a product, but also it's it's almost like equally as important to explain it. And so why these women aren't getting paid in these non-technical roles just as well as these men, I don't really understand. But for some reason it feels like it flies. Um and so yeah, I had a friend that was making like 90K a year, 70 or something crazy, 80K. At some full time for, and she was working over like forty hours a week at this company in this end, the NFT space. So I was like, dude, that it, uh, after New York taxes, she's making like sixty thousand dollars or something like
1: that. It's oh my god, crazy. It's yeah. like not no, it's crazy.
0: So it's like, and then put New York rent like she. There's no way she's making it on her own, saving any money, and everyone's profiting off of her. No, thank you. No, not cool. I'm going to, I'm really doxing all my friends' stories here. I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to put them in here.
1: I don't know if I'm going to put them no, in. No, it's, it's a real thing.
0: Yeah. It's um, a real thing. She watches the show too. She'll be like, what the? F- <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey. Um,
1: okay. <laughs> but, it, but you know what? I do see, I, I agree with you. Yeah. About all this that's happening and also outside of the space. Mm. But I also feel like here's the other problem. And I'm just on a macro level looking yeah. at this is you know women are just as capable um are you know incredible at whatever they do they they deserve to have equal opportunity in their careers and equal pay and all of that stuff however what's not equal is when you have this conversation about okay how am i going to balance my time with career and family Mm. what you hear people say to women is you can do it all and the caveat there is you can do it all but not at the same time not at the same time and they push that on women so it's like oh you can be a, um, a mom and you can have a career it's like not really yeah I agree. not really and you never hear anybody say that to a man you can do it all you can nurture your child and take care of them <laughs> and be ceo of this company it's like Why are you even doing that? The pressure that's placed on women from the girl boss culture, which I think can be so toxic. It's like, dude, I want to have a family. And when that day comes and I I have a child, I'm Mm -hmm. going to sacrifice the work that I do and go take care of that kid and pay attention to that kid. Totally. But the other thing is, you know, You know, the dating scene is also hard for people. Yeah. It just it doesn't matter how old you are, how attractive you are to navigate and find the type of partner that will ultimately fulfill you that you have the same values as. It just takes time. Yeah. You know, but and here was a problem with me. I didn't want I didn't want people to think that I was smart because I thought it would be a disadvantage in the dating world because the culture that I really. Yeah, I'll tell you why because i thought that if i show myself mm-hmm. in that way and i and i appear like this girl boss type person then people who are looking at me as a dating prospect are going to think oh a girl like that probably like wouldn't want to like mm-hmm. stay at home and take care of kids so because that 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 thought had occurred to me I'm like, oh, I'm just not going to act as smart as I am. And this was my insecurity at the time. And when it came to Instagram, and you can see this on my feed. All you see are photos of me and like, I'm not in a business suit. I'm not. Yeah. You don't. If you looked at my Instagram, you would be shocked at my Twitter. You would just be like, oh, how is this girl the same as this girl? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's kind
0: of sad, though. It
1: is, but. But that's, that's, that's a real conversation.
0: No, I feel, I feel, I didn't think about it in that way, the way you thought about it, because I thought the opposite in terms of, it's like, oh, I, I have to be smart and accomplished and talented in, in the weird case that I don't get married. At least I've built something on my own. and I'm financially independent. And therefore, if I played dumb or like, wasn't who I was, then, you know, it could hurt me long term, and like, I thought that too. So but I,
1: I, but I was like two different people. I'm like this one girl on Instagram. I, do, I think I would
0: kind of like do that too. I don't really post crypto stuff on it. I don't think it plays on Instagram. I don't think it ever has really. Like, but I do, do like
1: that you post like excerpts. Which I yeah. do, and like Cooper Churley does, yeah. and like There's, there's a lot of we people we kind in this of space. like just it's yeah, hard to, and I lo- and I yeah. like that, and and the thing is, that's what I want to make cool. Like I love that you're like that, yeah. I love Thanks. that you like to read, Thanks. and I think that people should know that about you, yeah. It's like, oh, here's this beautiful girl who's in the crypto space that likes to read, like that's cool, and and yeah. that's what's missing from L.A. because we have all the Revolve models and all the Fashion Nova models and all these
0: but models, you, but then-
1: and that's. That's what it's marketed to women: be hot. But even that, and I hate saying this too, there's a lot of stuff that it, that it's just true. I mean, after you reach a certain age, the industry will spit you out if you're a model totally. or an actress. Yeah. So what's your backup plan?
0: Leonardo DiCaprio will drop you. Yeah. What? Well 25, Twenty-five. You're done. You're done. <laughs> like you're. But done. I will, like okay for that. But that also gives me more confidence, right? Because I'm just saying, like. So if someone dated someone after me that was just a model or like just known for oh baby, that gives me the most I'm confidence. like I'm like she's hot but can she shit post on Twitter she's hot but can yeah meme she she's hot but does she like write really great articles she's, she's hot, hot but can
1: she reach into your soul <laughs> when she talks to you
0: yeah oh my like God. do you
1: see what I'm saying yes <laughs> it's it's a moment of into you want no, but, but like, the, these are yeah. the things that are important intimacy yeah. connection relying on somebody yeah and and the internet shows you a completely different world it's showing us girls on yachts in the summertime and you're just thinking like oh my god yeah. i just want to go travel and do this and do that but the reality is that the quality of your life is not in those moments it's in your day-to-day moments totally. so if you're on a if you're on a yacht yeah and you're vacationing and you're staying at the four seasons and all these different european cities and you come back and the quality of your relationships and friendships sucks. That's the quality of your life. Yeah. So we also have escapism culture. Totally. Well, you it's know? like almost
0: like a yeah. Well, it's like FOMO culture, and it's curated, a little bit, which a lot. I think things like be real are really interesting in social media that come around. I don't know if it's like the. I fix. haven't. I,
1: I think I downloaded that, but I didn't. It, it's basically,
0: make it shoots out this notification like across the world. It's like time to be real. <laughs> then and then everyone, wait, what,
1: what's the whole thing? What you do, have to, what do like, you do on we the We can app? do
0: it online right now. I guess it'll be like a late be real since I didn't post one today. I'm kind of bad on it, but basically this is be real. Okay. And you say post like a late one. So I'll post this way and then it'll flip to us. Okay. And then it takes the opposite side and then that's what you get to post. Oh. And you edit, and after, um, like, this amount of time, you can't post anything else.
1: Oh, so wow. That, so I just posted that. So they that. see the other side. They see
0: they see both sides of your camera. There's no way to curate. You don't have enough time to – I mean, you could technically kind of curate it, but you're not really – so it just looks – life looks like what life is.
1: Oh, wow. For people, you know? That's honestly fascinating.
0: yeah. I feel like you wouldn't since you're such a clubhouse girly i feel like he'd be on that b-real train
1: i know but also since clubhouse kind of died out i'm like never oh, again. do i want to try another pl- i mean no i do i still want to i still want to i downloaded it i just didn't use it yeah no i mean it's it's whatever yeah but oh. actually i really like what you just did i like what you showed me i like like another guy took a selfie and you saw his like shower and yeah it wasn't, it wasn't some like luxurious shower yeah it's just look it has a curtain yeah <laughs> Look at this occurred. Like someone studying like, no, it's just people do- yeah, being authentically being human, doing human things. Yeah. yeah. We're going to go to craziest story from the bull market. Craziest story from the bull market. I'm sure there are many, but the Goblin Town situation, that was a, a crazy cultural moment to me.
0: Give the folks at home the recap if you, they weren't around for the bull market. If they Okay. Were- okay.
1: So... I think that was towards the end of it. Yeah. Towards the end of the bull market. But so all of a sudden, <laughs> this collection comes out, Goblin Town, and it's a free mint. Then they started doing these Twitter spaces in Goblin Talk. It was like, give us a, give us a, hey, <laughs> like, like to the, like, I need water from doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was just, they would have these Twitter spaces and not talk like humans for an hour. <laughs> and then, like, do you know K-Money, Kevin, the one who makes the... I
0: don't know. I'm oh, not my personal. God, the
1: skits. He's so good. But um, he would come up in the spaces and talk like a normal person. And they would, like, they would just talk back to him in Goblin. And there would be thousands of people listening in on the space. And then they would go to, like... One of the goblins would go to like a rug radio room and start talking in goblin, and everyone <laughs> would laugh. But it was like a cultural moment. These are adults. Oh, on, adults! Online. And and I'll tell you, I'll tell you the embarrassing part for me. I bought a a goblin for seven ETH, which <gasps> was the top, which was the top. Yikes! And I lost money on it. Um. And by the way, like, I feel like a lot of people I know they get shit on for wanting to make profits or take profits from stuff yeah because you know you're buying in for the community but at the end of the day people are trying to make money bottom line and and people don't talk about that enough like when i, I it's met it's just like I met the at, elephant
0: in the room it's like everyone community aka let's get a bunch of users
1: aka let's pump our bags it's yeah all yeah like yeah you, you know you know what i love i met alexis ohanian on the street oh of, in he's the streets great. of new york What during this trip no, um, he's a he's an investor the, in Lolly, th- so like three NFT, two NFT NYCs ago, so not the last one, but the one before it was a bad NFT NYC for me, really. Was it just okay? We'll talk about in. that off, off the line. podcast. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but I met him and and I was like, Hey, I'm in the NFT space, like, I see your tweets, super cool. Um, you're, you're investing in Web3 companies, and he's like, Yeah, um. I, I was, I convinced, uh, I bought a CryptoPunk for my wife. Yeah. Or something like that. He was a CryptoPunk. He punk, has a, a little, he's a little Yeah, pin. Yeah, he wore the pin. And and people love it when he does that. But he's, he's like, I told her, trust me, it's a good investment. I mean, even he's admitting it's a good investment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's like, it, there's no shame in that. And I just wanted to put that out there.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, there's nothing wrong with making money. I'm never going to be mad at anyone for making money or taking profit. I I guess it gets a little culty, like when you sell and then you're maybe out of a community where people are like, you're a trader. It's like, you don't actually, this is the part that gets me so mad about Bitcoiners. It's like, everyone's about free markets and like hands off my wallet, all this stuff. And then it's, you know, when anyone sells like one single Satoshi, like they're demonized. It's like maybe somebody need to pay off their student loans unfortunately unfortunately everyone doesn't have so much like liquidity it's just what it is and if they're down bad and they have to sell something like sometimes you have to make tough decisions i'm not saying that you should do it but not everyone has the luxury of not being able to sell nfts or crypto so like everybody needs to chill out so how have you found like the vc side of web3 because
1: you're really entrenched so yeah i've met a lot of vcs um I have worked with a ton. I've interviewed a ton. Um, I like a majority of them. However, I do feel like some firms and some VCs do take advantage of people. Um, Has has any taken advantage of you? There was an instance where there was a conference that was being held, and I'm known for like, Throwing events, yeah, like literally making learning sexy. Like you go to a regular panel, awful. Mine, mine is nothing like that. Like I have like light up signs and balloons and like, you know, art on the walls and like you know just yeah a, a musical act. Yeah, you know. So that's what I mean. Like I'm trying to make this stuff sexy to yeah people in LA. Yeah. Um. So one of the one of these VC firms hit me up and was like, hey would you like to throw one of the bigger events for this conference? And I'm like, oh my God, great. Yeah, I would love that. That sounds super cool. What's your budget? And they're like, well, we'll get back to you um, on the budget. And then I got I got another company involved. Um, I do it through Beyond the Interview, which is like, yeah. you know, it's a discussion platform. And, and it, it turned out in the end there was no budget. And then... So it, they lied to you? Here's what it became. It, it, it was like a... It wasn't... It was manipulative. It wasn't like lying. It was like... They just like were like, oh, we're not sure. And so eventually... Um, but it, was it a VC firm with like a lot of money? Yeah, they have this... They have a lot of money. Like the most money? Like close to the most money, <laughs> who could it be? Who could it be?
0: Um, can we put some Darth Vader music over this? <laughs> Josh, dub
1: it in. I mean, look the the VCs that we know, yeah, they all have a lot of money. Like, so no matter who it is, so basically sucks.
0: they can fund, they can throw a ton of money into quote unquote Web three, but they can't support people who are like creators and have helped them out. Is basically what yeah. And happened. I'll tell you,
1: I'll tell you what ended up Sick. happening. They were they were w- willing to introduce me to their portfolio companies who could sponsor the event, but then I would have to do all the work in telling them like what kind of vet- event it would be, and you know how to get them involved, and what each sponsor gets. And um, at the end, I just threw the event, spent all the money myself, and. Um, to be clear, I'm not a billionaire yet, (laughs) but this fund is how much money, how much money
0: has this fund raised?
1: A lot. Several B? Several B. Hmm. Several B. And who? And here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like, I know that, that certain people at a lot of these funds play those games I don't think it's reflective of every single person. Of course not. At the fund, but ninety percent. But (laughs) ninety percent.
0: Okay, but people who are in VC or AVC. I know you have strong
1: feelings about this, but say them.
0: No, say them. Make it. I don't think. Okay, well, this is kind of timely and relevant with Kim getting into private equity, and so it's interesting to why she didn't go the VC route. And I honestly think it's because she's more knowledgeable. I don't think VCs are that smart. I think that they have a lot of interests and they like to throw money in different directions and they like to follow trends, but they're not really, obviously private equity is coming into established
1: companies. Also, um, the can you, for the audience, just make the distinction between private equity yeah. and VCs?
0: VCs are for startup companies. So it's basically a lot of different VC firms can help, get a startup off the ground. So that's taking a startup company from zero to 100. And a private equity company is a firm that usually is just one firm that you're working with on a more established company that's taking the company from 100 to 1,000. And so um, on both sides, it's a little bit interesting. Like it's more celebrated to have a VC come in and fund you when you're a startup. On the private equity side, it's not that it's not welcome, but you're kind of like, taking, trying to help the company grow and it's a little bit more established. So people love to be told what to do. What Kim Kardashian is doing is going into private equity. Private equity um, is better suited for her, number one, because she probably doesn't want to put her name behind a bunch of startups that fail. Um, She has like a larger brand and she also would have to find and curate those companies that would do well. Um, Going into private equity allows her to have that experience that she has in media, fashion, luxury, all these other Um, industries and then basically help and come in and be more effective. So that's why she probably chose private equity over VC. Why I don't like VC is because it feels like sometimes like a bunch of fanboys or like people that are just like throwing money. They raise a lot of money. Yeah, like they are just rolling dice. Yeah, they're just like whatever. Web3 over there. That was not a dice throw, but whatever. Um, But, and so that's why I don't personally enjoy them and I do think that there's not Sometimes a lot of really good rationale be, behind investments. It's really, uh, they they you say a few things, you put a deck together, you tell the story the right way, and they write you a check, and that's the end of the day. And then everyone gets to say that they're a founder, and they have no actual experience founding anything or really any leadership training. So, um, Tell us how you really feel. I mean, that's how... <laughs> <laughs> I just don't, I also think that they are very powerful and because they have a lot of money, people um, wield to whatever they want and I don't really ever subscribe to that because if you're a VC in crypto specifically, like that, that's just another institution with a ton of money that owns you on some level and so I think it's a little gross and really at the end of the day, are we just rebuilding a system so that like, they have all the power again? They all have all
1: the power. Or is it creator first?
0: Yeah. So why not support co- creators like you who are trying to do something great? Individuals. Like, they'll throw money at a company that with no product that's never shipped anything. But they won't throw money at a, an event for you where you would, n- guaranteed, bring in a lot of value and a lot of people and connect people and probably drive deal flow their way. Uh, so it doesn't really add up. The, the numbers don't add up for me the on VC Culture. Don't add up. Okay, let's talk about Hashflow. Let's bring it back up. I took it down. <laughs> we're, gonna well, we're gonna
1: bring it back up bring now. It back we're up. Ha- we're happy. We're not mad at anyone right now. Um, actually, I'll, I'll <laughs> I love the guys at Hashflow. Um, I met I met them um, through a very prominent investor, and uh, I just I was friends with them. Um, Which investor? Prominent one. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, I, and so I stayed in touch with them. I actually didn't know anything about DeFi. Mm-hmm. They taught me everything. Cool. Um, I, I was friends with um, Varun, the CEO at first, and then I met uh, Vinod, one of the other founders, and um, eventually this role came up. They wanted someone to help with community and marketing and all that kind of stuff, um, not like that kind of marketing, but more like Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, community. Yeah, you know, you've yeah. you've done the job. Um, and if it was any other company, I don't think I would have done it. What what it is about? What
0: do you like about Hashflow?
1: Like, what are they doing? So basically, Hashflow is an exchange that allows you to trade on any chain with no front running and no slippage short version cool um and basically i i do twitter spaces for them every every week once a week um so far we'd have we had balaji on we had hasib and avichal from electric capital we've had um ajit from polygon um I'm sure at some point we'll have you.
0: And what what, what are the conversations about? Just whatever is going so on, or is it DeFi,
1: usually- NFTs, DAOs, Web three? Um, we'll probably it'll also kind of you know kind of like this show how yeah. you have people in different fields. But here's where it's interesting. I told you I knew nothing about DeFi. Yeah. So what am I doing in this role, right? Yeah. And this this is what's interesting about how I got into the NFT space too. It's my curiosity led me there. And I never say that I'm an expert because I'm not. It's like what you said. It's like people acting like they're experts. Like, how long has this been around? Yeah. It hasn't. Yeah. So literally my job is to ask questions, like clarifying questions on Twitter spaces and facilitate a conversation that people in the mainstream can understand. Because if you're crypto native, if I'm sitting at a table or I have a conversation with people who are. Are crypto native and they're only talking to each other, I probably won't understand a majority of it. Yeah. Even now. Yeah. And so in this role, it helps me make decisions based on people who were like me in my position, knew nothing. Yeah. So that's what's cool about it.
0: That is cool. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I think everyone feels like they have to be this, like, huge expert and you know they a, don't a, i didn't know you anything can just be interested and in the same that's why like speaking of like with cash app like getting people just to to buy bitcoin for the first time through cash app mm-hmm. with as little as a dollar is like such a easy way to get involved and though they don't have to fully understand it they like trust cash app and they have like cash app of yeah.
1: cash app introduced an incentive meca- to mechanism to these people
0: yeah exactly you know which yeah. is super cool yeah so uh that's awesome and um, congrats. I saw, I saw that when that announcement went out. I don't think i like personally congratulated you, but it's cool Thank to you. see, you know, just people continuing to build in a bear market um, because yeah. it's, it's fun to see people like not go away. And like, this is where I feel like even sh- friendships kind of strengthen. It's like the people that really are here for this space that know this is going to continue on or sticking around and want to be a part of it. So it's cool to see you get into DeFi. Um, okay, we're going to play a game. Um, first question though, we want to know, what is the best way you've spent $15
1: recently? I think at a thrift shop. What'd you get? I got, and I forget which designer it was, but I got a skirt for around, it was like 14 something. Amazing. Or like 14. What, is, what does it look
0: like? Is it just,
1: from what era? Should I? Should I send this? Send it to Josh. <laughs> send it to Josh. Josh will post it. Um, I mean it's it's like recent. It's not like a vintage skirt oh, or anything. Oh. But it's like here's the thing with thrift shops. Um, so if you do get fifteen dollars from Cash App, yes. <laughs> you can go to a thrift shop and buy this something is really nice. If no, that's my the code. point. I know people yeah. think. Yeah, people think like, oh, fifteen dollars. Like that's a lot. Yeah, totally. It's fifteen dollars if you want to Chipotle. Use your- yeah, actually, you know what? That's my answer. The the last thing that I spent money on that was fifteen dollars was a Chipotle meal.
0: That is money well. That spent. is money. That is that's money. That's yeah. cash up. You can also get fifteen dollars for free if you use my code Aubrey. sign up and you're a new user. And if you're already a user, get a friend or a family member to sign up and shill my code for me. Okay, now we're gonna play hot or not. I'm okay. gonna say a phrase and you gotta tell me if it's hot or not. Okay, let's go. You ready?
1: Yeah, I'm ready. Here we go.
0: The phrase Web3. Not. PFP projects.
1: Not. Consent in Web3. Consent?
0: Yeah. Like, if someone sends you a transaction, you can all do agree to it, which doesn't exist right now. Hotter. Hot? Hot. Hot. Okay. Uh, A16Z. How did that get in there?
1: <laughs> uh, Hot and not Depending on No
0: you.
1: I know your answer You have to pick you s- one. Okay we'll, we'll skip We'll skip Kim skip.
0: Kardashian and private equity Hot Being anonymous Not Being a maxi Not Emotional tweeting Not Being a founder Hot Texting back fast, hot Crocs, not Gen Z fashion.
1: I don't know what that looks like.
0: Like Y two K, not is, okay. Colts,
1: hot, <laughs> so hot. <laughs> I'm actually planning on starting one.
0: I mean, I think we're in one.
1: Oh, we're we're in one, but I I want to. <laughs> I just want to do a, a more. A more wholesome, more cult. structured cult. Yeah, like more, more structures. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> I tweeted it too. No, you did. You really? Yeah, I tweeted. Who wants to join my cult? I'm Let me know. In, I'm,
0: I'm in. I'll join a cult, cult any day. Yeah, lead please, me, please, please. When you looked into my soul, I was like, this girl could lead a cult. A hundred percent. Yeah. When you were like, have you stared? I was like, wow. Why did I feel something? it's good okay (laughs) thank you so much nicole for coming on i appreciate you being in new york city the better between new york and la um but no
1: i really do appreciate Thank you for having me i love this show (laughs) i love that we could go anywhere
0: anywhere nothing's off the tables um thanks for tuning into the observation and i'll see you back here next time